brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. Welcome to Honest Money. We're uh, we're talking about a, a subject that's kind of close to my heart at the moment uh, uh, around um, environmental, social, and governance factors that and, and how that impacts the world of of investing. Uh, and and I think um, when I say it's close to my heart, you know, we're kind of coming out of a time where uh, South Africa, especially the Western Cape, is getting pummeled by you know really hectic uh, weather at the moment. Some lives have been lost. Uh, you, you know, we're in a world where. Uh, there, there is a lot going on. You know, there's a lot of uh, kind of fears about pollution. Uh, you know, are, is Europe now kind of backtracking on their green commitments? Uh, and, you know, now that they're worried about getting gas and, you know, what's happening in South Africa with coal? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of coming out of a winter where Joburg was regularly uh, the city with the worst air quality uh, in the world. And it, it's it's kind of heading close to home, and we can do something about it with our money. So uh, uh, I'm bringing in Michelle Green, um, and I'm going to read you her title because it's a long one. Uh, she she's the credit analyst at Prescient Investment Management, and uh, and and on on its own, that's more than enough for her to talk to us today. But but secondly, also the chair of their ESG committee, and and I think it's something therefore that's close to your heart as well, Michelle. Yeah, certainly. Thank you, Warren, and I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Um, I hope the listeners will in, enjoy what we have to to discuss today. So, so maybe let's just. Um, I, I don't like the phrase unpack, but let's just explain what, what when we talk about ESG and we hear it every now and then on the radio, and uh, you know we read about it on, in the media. What, what is ESG? I mean, very simplistically, if we break it down, it's in, the E is for the environmental pillar, and we have social and governance. Ultimately, these are basically standards or metrics or factors that you need to look at that are non-financial um, that a company can be basically or a framework of such that a company can basically be scored upon. Um, environmental, like you mentioned earlier, you know, this is whether uh, companies have emissions, for example, um, how they're saving energy. I mean, it's very relevant in, in the situation that we in South Africa now face. Um, and then on the social front, that's more can think of it more of like the people factor you know um is there diversity for instance um at, on a workforce level but also on a management level you know is it integrated throughout or you know what kind of policies does these companies have in place that uh, look after the employees are they actually training them for example you know and on a governance level that speaks to the corporate governance the structure um who are the decision makers um you know uh do they have proper auditors or, um, you know, who the compensation is like, do they have the appropriate skills to actually manage that or actually drive the strategy of companies to the success um, of, of, of where they want to go? So ultimately, that is how you think of ESG. And, and of course, the, the important part is how is it then applied from an investment point of view? So, so we're covering. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, listening to you now, and 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 um, I'm not giving you a hard time because it's it is, as I said at the start, it's something close to my heart. But but listening to all of that, um, I, I've kind of sat down in front of some pretty hard nosed uh, investors in in the past and and spoken about kind of the ESG credentials of an investment, and they kind of look at me and they go, "Is is it going to make my investment grow faster? Uh, you know, am I going to make more money?" 
and and if it, if I can, I'm interested. If I can't, I'm not interested. And and it's quite a tough one for me. Uh, um, and you know, I'm not sure how how we quantify it. Is it something that we uh, that, that we say it comes at a cost, or is it something that that comes at a benefit, or is it completely parallel? Yeah, I mean, one of these mixed views around, uh, you know, whether or not it is actually beneficial and should people actually care about ESG. And there's there's numerous studies um, that has taken place, and but I, in, on a global level, but also on the South African level. But I think what's interesting is that we are starting to see the trend that, you know, investors are increasingly paying attention to ESG. Um, yes, there is some uh, should I care, shouldn't I care, but ultimately, and I'll bring it back later um, when we do discuss it in a little bit more detail, is that uh, people are starting to actually care. And and I know COVID has been talked to, to death, <laughs> but it has actually showcased that the inequalities that we do face, there are gaps, there are certain areas um, in the country that we need to focus a lot more on that has showcased inequalities and that ultimately does also filter through um, gaps what companies also have whether it be the supply chain for instance being reliant on um, you know global kind of infrastructure whereas we should be building that here and ultimately it drives the economy what it ultimately has is knock-on effects so if you if you ask the question should i care about esg yes I think it's very prominent that we should because it has indirect impacts. If you think about um, companies that couldn't operate during uh, COVID period, a lot of jobs were implicated, right? But had they had the infrastructure here, we were able to then sustain those jobs. People were able to operate, for example, um, and not be cut out. And and the, these are just some of the examples. But I think what is quite important is that it, ESG should be prioritized, both at an investment level, but also at a company level. Um, and it needs to be central part of any investment strategy, ultimately. Um, and, and, and it should be given the weight that it actually deserves, because we have seen in the past that there have been breakdowns. Companies, um, you know, in the media specifically, is because of breakdowns in governance, um, not making the appropriate decisions um, at a board level or in the best interest of stakeholders. Um, and I see, and I, I will mention this, is that we are starting to see that this trend is growing, that there's a lot of spotlight on ESG. There's a lot of pressure coming through at a company level to do better, um, and not only from a profitability perspective. Um, so I think there's like, if I can just give you, come, you know, there's some stats around this. There was this actually very interesting article written in 21st century. Um, what is the fuss about ESG? Um, that was literally the headline. And, and you know, we see the world changing around this ESG spectrum. And um, of that study, there was eight exchanges that were part of it. And South Africa was the only emerging market part of the study. And interesting enough, we actually stood tall showing that we as South Africa, 75% of the companies in the exchange has actually um, adopted, but only also applied ESG within their investment strategies. Within, So this is very interesting. It actually showcases that we are moving in the right direction um, and, and people should be, be care, caring about this because I think as a world, we are moving from because we are becoming a lot more vocal about how businesses should be applying better practices, ultimately, we're moving from a world known as shielderism to more of a stakeholderism, meaning 
it's not only about shield, it's not only about the bottom line, but it's also how companies are impacting the communities around them, for instance. Um, it goes beyond profitability. It goes beyond, you know, giving back to the shareholders. And I think that's ultimately what's key. Um, there's so much studies that I can talk about of how uh, profitability can be improved. ESG is, in our view, it's a risk metric kind of tool assessment. And ultimately, uh, it's about sustainability. It's about building businesses that are resilient and able to adapt, but also to be sustainable in the long run. So so now, now to me, uh, if uh, maybe the last part is, is a very nice summary of actually that it does have a financial implication. It does actually have a financial benefit to a shareholder because you know, I think a lot of companies, maybe less so in South Africa and more so in the U.S., where you know listed companies report quarter to quarter in America. So, so a CEO there is being judged, you know, as to as to how he or she is delivering in a three-month period. It's it's you know you can't run a business uh, like that in South Africa. It's probably every six months, uh, and and that's not a great way to 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 deliver long-term shareholder returns and. If you're talking now about uh, companies that have a focus on sustainability in, in every aspect, we're not talking about environmental only. We're talking about community sustainability. We're talking uh, uh, about the, the governance of a, of a business and how it operates and what it thinks about. Uh, all of a sudden, those are not three-month, six-month, 12-month metrics. We're talking about you know, five, 10, 15-year metrics. And if companies are, are considering that, it tells me that they're looking at the long term, uh, and mm. and all of a sudden, um, you know, if they have a bad six month period and the and the profits aren't great for six or twelve months, but but they they've built a much more sustainable way of doing business. Uh, it, it suddenly sounds to me like a align, alignment of uh, management, shareholders, the the broader community. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, definitely an interesting point because uh, I think I'm I'm totally on board with what you you're saying. There should be an alignment of interest. I think um we need to think broader. Um we need to 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 go beyond um and it's not just about a tick box approach to say look part of our profits are going towards community spend, but actually we as investors we want to know how are you actually impacting these communities. Give us a number. Show us like what what uh what was the number of jobs that was actually created by investing here, how many schools have been funded, but also how many kids were able to, uh, you know, go through school by getting the appropriate equipment or, or providing them with, uh, you know, technology that they wouldn't have access to to prior um, that investment. I think it goes beyond just tick boxing approach. Like I said earlier, it's not just about the bottom line anymore. Um, in, as investors, we need to ask the tough questions to say, look, as a company, how are you actually driving this? Do you have alignment of interest? Is are you actually incentivized uh, to actually push the agenda of ESG and go beyond just uh, making sure that you know the company as a whole is growing? Yes, the company needs to grow, of course, so the economy can grow. But that knock-on effects, I think, we need to make sure that the governance structures, the people that are driving um, the strategy, is actually appropriately skilled but also competent enough, and that the alignment of interest is throughout or driven rather embedded within a company. And I think that is. That is quite crucial because it speaks to not only the values, but also about, you know, how is a company going to succeed and provide longevity, but also sustainable jobs 
and to grow the economy because ultimately i mean we can talk uh, for at length about you know where we are as an economy and why we're not growing um there's so many jobs that have been lost but i think for me when i think about sustainability is that transfer of skills that might you might have been retrenched but you know have you actually been skillful or rather trained up to get that skills to to carry it forward into another role, for instance. Um, and I think that is that is quite key um, when we think about ESG. Think about, don't think about ESG in isolation of sustainability. Um, it's about making that responsible investment decisions and, and being equipped to do so. Now, I think just coming back to your point of earlier about the U.S. reporting on a uh, quarterly basis versus here on a, on a six monthly. Yes, of course, we are a little bit, you know, disadvantaged to information. Um, and, and, and that is actually what, what uh, we are trying to flesh out is that we need transparency. We need consistency across the board. We need more or, or rather transparent, consistent, reliable information from companies to actually give us the in, uh, information so that a financial institution or the financial market is able to be in a, such a good position to be able to make informed decisions. Because ultimately, our duty to, is to look after uh, people's savings. They, this is their pensions, you know, and, and we have a huge responsibility. We need to take care of uh, and make sure that we have the correct or rather informed decisions um, or rather information. So I think we, we, we need to really stress that the information and, and the drive of ESG needs to be um, at the forefront very much um, at, around the board tables when you're discussing, you know, where we're going to invest our, <laughs> our money as, as a company or where we're going to be spending our capital expenditures. I mean, it needs to be uh, on the agenda at, and, and, and tabled as much importance um, as any other matter, I think. So so what's interesting to me is uh, the, the, um, the, the, the early days of ESG, it felt to me like they were they were kind of driven by Kind of you know fringe activists and and uh you know I've, I've always got this kind of image in my head of a of kind of a flower child you know wearing tie-dyed clothes and and you know with a placard outside shouting at a ceo of an oil company and I, and i think we're long past that now i mean and now we've we've got some pretty sophisticated um you know uh, uh, analytical people. I mean, you're, you're, you're an example of that. You know, pe- people that it's not. It's you know, you, you feel the, um, the the whole dynamic has changed. I feel the dynamic has changed. Where it's not easy now to do kind of a greenwashing or a tick box, a whitewashing of of, of a company's reputation. This is about uh, kind of getting to detail and and actually holding companies to account. Uh, the, the, the thing that uh, that kind of bothers me with this is. Um, how do we how do we kind of make the firstly the companies care and and secondly investors care more where's the because to me it can't be confrontational we can't be sitting there and saying cancel culture you know if a company's not moving in a direction just you know sell the share and and destroy the jobs that of of that company as well i, th- I think there must be a better way uh, and and so for me it feels like we need to do we, we need to do a bit more talking and a bit more reading, and and it's not just uh, you know Michelle talking to the CEO of of a of a polluter. It's 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 got to be much wider than that. Yeah, hundred percent. It's very difficult to actually <laughs> to to do that um, in isolation, and I think it does take you know a good group of people and it does take a big voice in order to push the agenda um so me myself we i can be sitting there asking the question but i think the rest of the uh, investment community needs to to go and 
uh, you know, with, with, with pressure. And I think there are bodies, uh, stakeholder bodies um, that, that assist in this regard. Um, but interestingly, in, in considering ESG, you know, we have to just take a step back and actually actually look at the benefits of, of what it could potentially look like. You know, there's so many studies where it showed that um, ESG potentially can enhance returns, um, you know, mitigate risks, for instance, and also alignments of, you know, like we mentioned earlier, alignment of values, um, <clears throat> but also to contribute positively on, on to the environment, for instance, to the communities, to so, the social outcomes um, at a broader level. Um, by, by taking into account and considering ESG, you know, that has a growing prominence, uh, it should be an integral part of your decision making, part of your responsible and prudent investment practices as a whole. So having said that, I mean, there's so many global trends going on right now. And I think um, it's, it's a trend towards sustainability. It's a trend towards responsible investment. There's a drive for net zero. I mean, we hear we hear a lot of these these joggers. There's the drive towards net zero, and there's a lot of initiatives obviously being put in place to ensure that you know ESG aligns in in the South African context um, with international standards and and best practices, right? So the question, uh, why should you care? Um, look, I think there's so many studies, and I just want to actually mention just two interesting facts: is that one. Was reading an MSCI paper um, that that basically spoke about how ESG affected the credit risk um, risk, but also performance. Um, and it was actually found that companies with, that had a higher ESG rated or rating rather, um, ultimately they they tended to have stronger cash flows, so leading to stronger performance. Ultimately, bottom line, right? Um, there was obviously also with that came lower levels of risk. Um, and less frequent severe incidences. Like I mentioned earlier, companies that were more equipped or rather showed more resilience during uh, the pandemic. Um, and and this, is, this has actually been proven by MSCI um, through better rated um, issuers or companies rather. Um, and obviously, this then embeds in a company strategy going forward because you're always thinking about the long term. You're not just thinking about short term returns. Um, and there should be a balance between risk and reward, right? Building a business that is sustainable, but also resilient and able to adapt should incidences, um, you know, occur. Um, another study of, of, you know, that these are non-financial factors is that, you know, these are two great rating agencies that have actually proven that across various sectors, there's been a confirmed positive impact on, on, on ESG factors on credit rating. So, um, not taking into account uh, ESG in investment decisions, it could potentially have actually uh, financial uh, implications. So think about think about a company that uh, think about a mining company, for instance, um, or you know not having the proper policies in place or structures in place from a health safety maybe. Um, there's financial implications. There could be fines, um, and that all feeds into the bottom line. But not only that, an indirect um, implication could be from a reputational point of view. And to recover takes longer, and that erodes value, right? Value of your investment. Um, and so you, you're sitting there, you don't have control, but you need to ask these companies, what are you putting in place to actually make sure that you are mitigating this risk? And ultimately, that is my responsibility as an analyst. But also, if you're sitting on the other side, 
of the fence as a shareholder, you need to be as invested in making sure that companies have the appropriate policies, but also the appropriate decision making and the strategy is aligned. Um, making sure that, you know, we can mitigate risks to the extent that, you know, we are able to, of course, and, 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 and this needs to be, like I said, embedded. Factors like uh, environmental regulations, climate change, social controversies, there's a lot of these, um, or even governance failures, obviously, like I mentioned, financial and reputational risk, and it can take years. I mean, we've seen companies in the property sector, we've seen, um, you know, African Bank, for instance, also what happened with Afri African Bank, uh, <laughs> that's a part of that was actually a governance breakdown, um, not having, you know, the appropriate corporate governance in place. And <laughs> I think people that were invested in African Bank, or, or you know, had long-term implications. It took a, a long time to actually correct. Um, and I think this is real-life examples um, of it. And, and, and it has many, many, I mean, like I said, we can chat about it uh, for, for long. But I mean, from a long-term performance perspective, there's also been a proven track record of strong ESG practices, companies actually embedding that. And actually, uh, there's been studies that they perform well over the long run. Um, if I can just jump in, I know I'm going on and on, but I feel very uh, passionate. But your, just last, as, your last <laughs> point, for sure. <laughs> sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I think just to, just to showcase that, um, or, or rather, to just to 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 reiterate that companies, why should they also care? Is that it allows them access to to capital, um, to 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 tap into markets and attract capital and. And that ultimately leads to also the ability to grow. So us as, in, as institutional investors or asset managers, you know, we we manage these people on the ground, their money, right? Grandma, grandpas, whoever. So we manage and it's our responsibility to make sure that we integrate these risks and actually try and mitigate that so that we can deliver on, on those returns um, and performance. Okay, I'll stop there. <laughs> Michelle, it's amazing to listen because the passion's just flying out of this uh, 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 through the microphone and into my ears, and, and I think the you know people listening are, are going to hear that. And I think it's just important to to kind of for me to summarize. You know, it does matter. ESG is not just um, kind of a phrase by by a bunch of fringe people now. It's 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 becoming part of the DNA of the investment markets, uh, and and it is becoming mainstream. And and that. It's not just a bunch of investment professionals that are raising uh, issues. It's it's actually kind of from both sides. It's the it's the investment professionals. It's the end investor that uh, th that benefits over long periods of time, and and that's really what, what what this is all about. Is do we firstly have a world that we can actually live in that's habitable? Do we have companies that are going to deliver returns that uh, you know that that we can kind of live off one day when we're retired? Uh, and and on the other side of that is is the entire kind of food chain of, of the system that we're in, is it becoming more sustainable in the broader sense? I'm not just talking about environmental, but, but it, you know, are, are we looking after more and more people in the right way? And I think that that's what, you know, if, if I'm not putting words in Michelle's mouth now, but if you ask me, that's what this is about. It's about making sure we're all kind of getting better. We're all, you know, the, the, the tide lifts all the ships. And, and yes, some people are going to benefit more than, than others, but we all need to be growing. It can't be a winner and a loser situation. You know, that's uh, th those days are gone. You know, we're 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 operating in an environment where we all need to kind of get get better as we go. Uh, 
So, so Michelle Green, thank you so much for, for joining. Uh, we've blown through our time by, by many minutes already, uh, but, but I think it was worthwhile uh, to, to, to kind of have this conversation. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that we'll get you back on, on the show again. And I hope that, uh, that, that it's, uh, it dries out there in, in, in the cat. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And thank you to your listeners as well. Chat soon. Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science, guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP.